I'm Augusta Mayor Hardy Davis. You're listening to Making a Difference with Ken Macon. Welcome to another exciting episode of Making a Difference. I'm your host, Ken Macon. I am very excited about today's presentation. We're going to present a new series. It's called Community Conversations, and I have some great guests lined up for you. The first guest I have is the new superintendent of Aiken County Public Schools. He goes by the name of Dr. Sean Alford. When I met him, just an awesome personality and awesome spirit. Uh, He gave me some information in terms of the uh, superintendent entry plan and just really outlined some great goals uh, for the Aiken County school system. I'm going to share some of those things with you here in a minute. I'm also going to jump right into the conversation with Dr. Alford. Really great commentary. If you live in Aiken County, or even if you don't live in Aiken County, maybe you live in a, a neighboring neighboring area. If you do, it's really just a great conversation about education. I want to be able to share that with you guys today. Before we go into that, I want to thank the sponsors of Making a Difference. I want to thank, as always, the Medical Villa Pharmacy on 1520 Laney Walker Boulevard in Augusta, Georgia. If you're looking for affordable health care and a pharmacy that you can trust, look no further the Medical Villa Pharmacy, 706-722-7355. Also, TaxWise Financial at 2664 Tobacco Road in Hepzibah. Uh, they provide professional and affordable representation, and they are the wise choice for all your tax needs. That's TaxWise Financial, 706-305-1412. Also, want to shout out my friends over at Urban Pro Weekly. Uh, Urban Pro Weekly is a free weekly newspaper in the CSRA that covers issues relating to the local community. Making a Difference has a weekly column in UPW. You can support UPW and Making a Difference by going uh, to the uh, Urban Pro Weekly Facebook page. They have an online presence there, and you can take advantage of that. With that said, I want to quickly talk about the superintendent entry plan and just some of the goals that Dr. Alford has. He says, uh, one of the things he wants to do is to establish and promote highly effective district governance by building a trusting, productive, collaborative relationship uh, with, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the Aiken County uh, Public School District Board of Education. He says, as superintendent of Aiken County Public Schools, I will actively encourage every member of our school family to execute their roles to the best of their abilities and in the best interests of students. Uh, has four goals that he set out. I do believe this is available at the Aiken County Public Schools website. But instead of me just reading reading this stuff off to you, I would rather jump right into this conversation with Dr. Alford. Enjoy it, and you are listening to Making a Difference. I am so glad and so honored to be here with the new superintendent of Aiken County Schools, Dr. Sean Alford. Dr. Alford, how are you doing today? Very well, sir. Thank you for the opportunity to join you today. Glad to have you, glad to have you. I wanted to do this interview, you know, really in the spirit of finding out, you know, who you are. Saw a lot, you know, uh, saw a lot in terms of, you know, your interview, uh, in terms of, you know, you getting the job. But I really just uh, want to do this interview in the spirit of, you know, community and the spirit of people getting to know you. So jumping into that, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am uh, I'm a very fortunate individual, Ken. I'd like to see myself in that that set of lenses. Um, I'm a father, I'm a husband, and I have a wonderful wife. Uh, probably my, my good fortune really began though in the fact that I had a set of, of outstanding parents. And I wish every kid in our school district could, could say without a shadow of a doubt 
uh, that they had and have a set of outstanding parents. My parents were probably uh, better to, to me than, than I could have ever imagined. We were, we didn't have a whole lot growing up, but I, you, you could have never told me that I was poor. You know, they just really, really showered upon us uh, opportunity. Uh, and they inspired us to be the best at whatever it was we decided to do. Uh, those things have really kind of formed that, that fabric or that cornerstone of, of my philosophy on a lot of things. Uh, and that's inspired me as a parent and, and a husband to hopefully one day, in my presence or not, you know, my, my sons and daughters can look back and say, you know, I really had good parents. So. That's a, a, a very good insight. It's it's ironic in a sense, I believe, because you were the father of how many children, if you want me to Six. Six children, wow. And so I would say six, from six to, I mean, how many kids are in the... Uh, in, are in the right at 25,000. So you are the father of 25,000, yeah. I might say. There's no big difference. <laughs> There's no big difference. Probably a larger grocery bill, that's about it. <laughs> Talk about that, I wouldn't even call it pressure, I, I would say legacy, because as, as you speak so well of your parents, and I can, I would certainly say, I would imagine that your kids would say the same about you, but extending that to 25,000 kids, how, how awesome is that for them to possibly, and I would imagine, come back one day and say, hey, I saw my superintendent as a father figure, someone who I looked up to, someone who inspired me. That, that is, uh... That's the bonus check that educators get. Uh, you know, working in the public sector, there's not a whole lot of financial incentives and things like that for public servants. And you certainly don't choose that, that path in life or that career field for those reasons. Uh, but it's that opportunity to intersect that at the most appropriate time for a child that you can somehow inspire the individual genius in each one. Uh, those are the magical moments and I'm very, very comfortable at this stage in my career can where it, it's it's come back to me ten times over and it continues to come back. Uh, and as that, that cycle continues, I'm even more encouraged to, to, to put it out there because it comes back tenfold. So really my, my goal as a superintendent is to make sure that through the adults in this organization, we provide kids with hope. We provide them with skills. We provide them with, with care. We encourage them to be innovative. We encourage them to show initiative uh, and just be good people. You know, so I, I, I truly believe this is God's work that, that I'm doing and uh, I'm excited just to have the honor to serve in this capacity. That's awesome. I want to ask you briefly about your um, experiences in education. First of all, how long have you been in education? Good grief. I think this is 25. This is 25 now. Mm -hmm. Seems like yesterday. 25 <laughs> years. And in, in um, what kind of capacity or capacities? I started as a teacher. Mm -hmm. I started as a teacher, started as a coach. Uh, some folks saw opportunity and they saw potential in me as a leader and 
encouraged me to, to take on leadership roles and, and gave me opportunities to, to learn, uh, have a measure of success, and also experience some failures. You know, so I just have to really thank those folks who thought enough of me to invest in me over that period of time. But uh, I've done a good number of things as it relates to educational leadership probably over the past two decades that uh, makes me feel very comfortable sitting in this chair and uh, trying to inspire the future leaders in this organization. That's awesome. I want to ask you about the first few weeks of school. You all are going, well, are into your third week now. But tell us about the first kind of assess the first two weeks. Well, you know, the kids are ready for summer already, I bet you. <laughs> you know, the, the, initial, uh, <laughs> the initial excitement of school, really, uh, there's nothing like it. You know, you see the kids come to school on that first day, man, and they've got that big smile on their face, and they got a brand new book bag, and they've got the brand new shoes on, and they got those pretty bows in their hair, and and they're just really excited about the opportunities that 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 lie ahead of them, and it's really our job as as adults, teachers, support staff, to keep kids excited about learning. You know, our purpose statement as a school district really focuses on creating in students that passion for learning. And um, that's not an easy thing to do always. So it's important for us to continue to try to keep that ahead of us as a beacon, uh, but then also remember to model that for kids as well. I think that's the best way to teach someone is to model it for them. Uh, and we really call upon our adults to model that passion uh, for learning. I want to ask you because that was well the first week first few days of school you know we talk about the new book bags and different things like that you've been in education for 25 years but it was your first day as the Aiken County uh, superintendent take us through through that day and just some of the what's going through your mind it was it was an amazing day it really was I could barely sleep the night before uh, my wife is an educator as well so we we actually enjoy having work-based conversations at home more often, I think, than most most couples do. And she serves as a wonderful sounding board for me at times. And she made the very same thing. She said, you know, this is really a first day of school for you. Uh, and, and she was very, very correct when she said that. But I found myself not only enjoying the spirit as I always have, but I found myself thinking about things that in the past I've not really been charged to think about in the past you know a lot of my ideas have been well do we have the adequate number of teachers uh, are teachers well prepared um, have the schools been prepared uh, you know so but this this year I'm my thoughts are you know have all the kids been picked up you know do we have anybody left at a bus stop uh, did we get all the kids home on time uh, were parents welcomed well when they dropped their kids off at school? Those types of things. Uh, and again, I don't think it's anything that's unique to the superintendency, uh, but it just takes you up maybe another 10,000 feet, so you just have a view of the organization, again, from a different perch. Got you. So, and, and you said from a different perch. I was going to ask you, is it more of a, because you've been in 
for the as long as you've been in education, is it more of a an expansive responsibility in terms of you know what what you're saying and you're kind of just you know building upon it? Is is that a, a way to put it? Well, I mean, the superintendent is the CEO. I mean, it, it is an ultimate responsibility, but but I use the perch as an analogy because I think it holds it holds true. You know, if you were to climb up and sit on on a on a limb, ten feet high on a pine tree, you can take a look. But that perspective would certainly be much different if you sat on a limb that was 40 feet high yeah. on the very same tree. You could look in the very same direction. Uh, but because of that perch, you're going to get a different view. Uh, well, the superintendent actually gets a chance to sit on, on the limb that may be 100 feet on that very same tree. <laughs> so the perch and the view, the perspective, really changes. It based up, it's based upon your perch. So. Uh, and the superintendent's perspective has has got to be a little bit more uh, comprehensive. That's really good. I want to ask you. I um, I'm really passionate about education in terms of making sure that everyone's involved: students, administration, uh, parents, everyone. I don't think uh, in education we talk nearly enough about the importance of parental involvement. You started out this conversation by talking about crediting your parents. How important is parental involvement to the uh, equation in terms of education? It's critical. It's critical. Um, I think, though, too many times, and educators are guilty of that, we are guilty of that. Community people are guilty of this. Perspective, I think we're just too quick to judge or to establish a, a judgment in the definition of parental involvement. You know, parental involvement could be a variety of things. It doesn't necessarily have to fit my definition or my mode of parental involvement. As a parent, myself, with my children, they knew it could be any point in time in the day, if you looked up and looked through the glass of your classroom door, Daddy could be standing outside that, that hallway looking at you in class. For every single one of them, they knew any class, any day, I could be there. But as an educator and a member of the school district, I could do that. Many parents can't take off work. Many parents can't do that. So involvement for them could be something different. Even if it's making sure that when they come home off of that swing shift or whatever the case may be, that their child has a decent meal, that they've asked the question, have you done your homework? Then it's followed with the second question, let me see it. Um, parental involvement could be a number of different things just because we don't see mom or dad at school when we have a function doesn't mean they're not involved. And I just want to make sure that we don't judge people or we have these notions that parents are not involved when the definition of involvement could be very different based on the family. So I'll go back to your original question uh, as critical and the fact that there has to be a level of accountability uh, and there has to be a follow-up question. It's a simple follow-up question. Did you do this? Did you do A or B? Yes? Well, let me see it. That's the most important question. I appreciate the fact that parents take the time to ask the first one, but it's the second question that often helps us gain that traction. I want to ask you about parental involvement in terms of 
parent, the relationship between the teacher and the parent? If you could elaborate on that. Well, we would like for that to be as, as fluid as possible. Uh, again, if a teacher really has the, the finger on, on the pulse of her class and her students, um, that communication flows very well. It's much easier when the caseload of students for teachers is, is smaller, and that generally happens in our lower grades, where a teacher may have 25 or at the most 45 kids a day. You know, as you move into the upper grades, a teacher could have a caseload of 130 to 150 students every day in our traditional schedule. So you, you really want there to be open communication in that regard. Technology allows for that to happen at a, at a much easier um, opportunity, I should say, for lack of a better word. Uh, but you really want teachers to have the desire to engage parents. And you want parents to feel comfortable enough that if they have a question, there's no intimidation, there's, there's, there are no barriers that we present as an organization to them picking up a phone, hey, I'm gonna park the car instead of dropping you off today, I'm gonna park the car and come in. Uh, we want parents to feel that comfortable. That's good. We'll continue our conversation with Dr. Sean Alford after these messages. You're listening to Making a Difference. Hey, you, yeah, you. Are you looking for affordable health care? Are you looking for a pharmacy that you can trust? Well, look no further than Medical Villa Pharmacy on 1520 Laney Walker Boulevard here in beautiful Augusta, Georgia. This may be a familiar voice to you. Hey, it's none other than Ken Macon from the hit show Making a Difference. And I just want to tell you about the fine folks over at Medical Villa Pharmacy. They're led by pharmacists Dr. Marshall Curtis and Baron Curtis. And I tell you, they provide great service for many of us here in Augusta, Richmond County. They take Georgia Medicaid, insurance plans, charge cards, WIC vouchers, and they even provide free delivery service. The Medical Villa Pharmacy is conveniently located in the medical district near the Medical College of Georgia and Payne College. Medical Villa Pharmacy. They are dedicated doctors, medical mavens, and a blessing to the health industry. What more can I say but head to Medical Villa Pharmacy, 706-722-7355, 706-722-7355. Have you gotten a letter from the IRS about an audit, levy, or tax lien? Worried because you haven't filed taxes in several years? Well, stop worrying and call the tax pros at TaxWise Financial on Tobacco Road. TaxWise Financial is licensed to represent you at all levels of the IRS in any state, from the simple to the complex. Professional and affordable representation by TaxWise Financial will help resolve all of your tax issues. Call them at 706-305-1412. TaxWise Financial, the wise choice for all your tax needs. I'm Richmond County Sheriff Richard Roundtree. You're listening to Making a Difference with Ken Macon. I know this is an expansive question. I'm sure you've been asked this extensively. What, um, what is your vision for uh, this school system? And maybe we'll break it down like this, maybe over six months, over a year, over three years. And we'll start out with kind of a, your introductory three to six months. What do you have in mind? We, we want our, our decisions to be informed decisions. Uh, there are certainly some things that I, just as a practitioner, I believe. Literacy is paramount. We want students to be able to read, we want them to be able to write, we want them to be able to speak. Communication is extremely important. If their skills in those areas improve, 
their mastery of content in other areas will improve as well. So if there's anything that would be an overarching goal, three, six, nine months, three, six, nine years, is that we want to be the very best in our state and region as it relates to preparing students and giving them great skills of communication and making sure that they're literate. As far as anything beyond that, I, I pride myself on being uh, a collaborative leader. I'm new to the Aiken community, so anything that may be pre-existing obstacles to our future success certainly did not come with me to Aiken. <laughs> they did not. Uh, but I also... <laughs> We, we kind of get to the point where we, we, we see it in a comical sense and we laugh about it with our staff now because the, the answers didn't come with me to Aiken either. We have a great team. We have a great community. Uh, we have individuals such as yourself who want to be engaged, who want to support and move things forward. The answers are right here. So if, I, if I'm a good leader and I do things well, then I can rally people around some common goals. I can match the folks who have strengths in areas with, with weaknesses uh, in a complementary fashion to where we're all stronger and the organization moves forward with a greater sense of urgency and traction. If I do my job well, we'll gain traction immediately, but it won't be because of me. It'll be because of the folks who are already here and the resources that currently exist uh, and, and a dedication, I think, to just being the best we can be. So that would be my vision, would be to empower the folks who are currently here to find a way to redefine what we want to consider excellent and go after that. And in, in talking about that vision, and I really want to kind of juxtapose that with you know, you go into the schools and you seeing the students and, you know, you meeting students and teachers for the first time and, you know, committing yourself to, or committing yourself to, you know, going to the schools. Talk about that and um, just even, just your presence at, at different schools and how that's kind of playing itself out. The, the, there's power in presence. I truly believe that. You know, we talk, we talk to our high school kids, we talk to middle and elementary kids too about college and career readiness, but there's nothing like taking a kid and putting them on a college campus. There's power in presence. You feel it, you can smell it, you can touch it, it's there. Uh, I think there's power in the presence as, as it relates to an individual's perspective on support. And there's something to be said for your leader or the organization's leader not only saying that they support what it is you do, but that I show up to your classroom and that I shake your hand uh, that I ask, you know, is there anything we can do for you? Is there anything that's preventing you from being prepared for your students today? Uh, I think there's power in that presence as it relates to letting people know that you not only expect the best from them, but that you're willing to give up yourself to support them and make sure that they have the things they need. Uh, and that really fits my, my skill set. You know, those are things that I think that, that the good Lord has blessed me with that, that, uh, that personable demeanor 
where I really enjoy people. I can have a conversation with just about anybody. Uh, and I think generally overall, I'm a pretty pleasant person. You know, you may want to ask my wife to back, to back that up at times. But uh, if, if you approach things with the right attitude, the work not only is more rewarding, but uh, you get a whole lot more done. So I, that to me is, is, particularly as it relates to the staff, that, that's the driving factor for me wanting to be out and about. I want them to know that, that the support that we, we promise is not just lip service. You know, if I go somewhere, like if I, we went to a middle school the other day, we were walking around, we were talking to the principal, and I saw a circumstance with, with some furniture that certainly did not put forward what I would consider to be the image of South Carolina's premier school district. So upon the close of that meeting, I sent the principal an email and said, by the way, the guys are on their way to pick up these items and they're gonna bring these items because we want you to put forward your best foot always as it relates to parents and students in our community. So when you're out, you get to see things like that as well that uh, I think it just goes to support that whole notion of we're here for you. And it, it builds morale as well, I can imagine. Probably, probably. That's really good. I want to ask you <clears throat> about community partnerships and people being involved, not just uh, businesses. I could speak, you know, Bridgestone. I could speak about, you know, various restaurants. But just as far as the community at large, not just myself, you know, and you know, doing the podcast. But how can people uh, get involved and help out with um, what you all are trying to accomplish here in the school system? There's plenty of opportunity. Ken, because we've got 25,000 kids and all of them are different. We've probably got 25,000 dreams that members of our community could, that they could connect themselves to in some way, shape, or form. Uh, but I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to move from or, or take from the importance of what it is you do or minimize. Uh, the effort that you make and, and trying to find ways to communicate in a positive fashion uh, to folks in our community, the things that are going on in our community. It doesn't take a whole lot. All it takes is someone with a, with a, a passion to serve and, uh, and some initiative. So that generally kind of sets the cornerstone for my philosophy as it relates to relationships, uh, community service, collaboration with business and industry. There are so many opportunities and there's so many needs that there's something that everyone can do. They just have to have the passion, the desire, uh, and we can help with a conduit. If you bring passion and desire, we can help with a conduit. It's really good. Um, I'm very excited uh, for you know what's going to happen with the uh, the Ake County Public Schools. I am a 2001 graduate of Aiken High School, so look, uh, some look almost 15 years later. It's uh, it's hard for me to believe it's it's, well, it's been that long. But you you speak well for our organization. Thank you. If all of our graduates were uh, as astute as you, sir, then uh, we've done a good job. Thank you very much, and best of luck to you and. 
uh, to all the students this year. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate the invitation. Did you enjoy that episode of Making a Difference? If you did, then I want you to follow and keep up with the Making a Difference movement on Twitter, on Facebook, on SoundCloud, and on iTunes. If you're looking us up on iTunes, search for Making M-A-K-I-N-A Difference. SoundCloud, all you got to do is go to soundcloud.com backslash making a difference. On Twitter, the handle is difference making, M-A-K-I-N. And on Facebook, you can go to facebook.com backslash making a difference show, S-H-O-W. Thank you guys so much for supporting the movement. Love you guys. Peace and God bless.